Have you ever felt not enough or maybe too much according to the culture's impossible standards? Are you tired of defining yourself by the titles or the roles that you play and are tired of what you just do for people as defining who you are? Welcome to the Created to Thrive podcast, where we want to help you discover your God-given identity and value and equip you for a life of true significance. I'm your host, Lori K. Snyder, and today I have my friend and guest on here who is passionate just like me to empower you to live the life you were created for, to discover who you are, whose you are, and why you're here on this planet. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's Word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who He created you to be, because you were created to thrive. I want to welcome my friend, Karen McCracken, and I'm just going to read her bio. Karen McCracken is a popular Christian speaker and comedian who has spoken at nearly 400 women's conferences and retreats across the United States. She is an Amazon bestselling author and host of the Woman Inspired Podcast. Her passion is to reach women in and outside the church with the gospel message and bring hope, laughter, and biblical insight to women for all, from all walks of life. Karen is a wife mom, avid gardener, and loves the outdoors. She's handy in the kitchen, loves to dance while she does housework, and enjoys making other people laugh. Her website is womaninspired.com. And she recently launched a new book called Woman Stand Firm, Armor Up in the Battle for Your Identity. And I just want to welcome you, Karen. I'm so excited that we get to finally have this conversation because we have met on the Spark Media Network. We're part of a collective, so we've met through Zoom, but uh, I've never had a chance to get to really talk to you personally, so I'm excited to have you on the podcast today, so welcome. Thank you, Lori. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, we've seen each other a lot, but not really had a chance to have a, an intense conversation, although I've, I've listened to you. Yeah, and I've listened to you. <laughs> so, and I appreciate that. I'm really glad to be here. I think the just the, the idea of reaching women and the opportunity and blessing we get to do that through uh, social media and podcasting mm-hmm. is, uh, is amazing. It's one of the great things about technology. Yes. Yes. And really, someone had asked me a while back, Lori, why do you do the podcast? And I said, really, it's for me personally, my why is because it's my way of fulfilling the Great Commission. I get to go into all the world to preach the good news of Jesus's finished work of the cross so that they can have hope and healing and identity and really live the more that they were created for. And I know that you are passionate about that as well. And I was, I haven't had a chance to read your new book yet. I've got it. I bought it, but I listened to your podcast episode on Stand Firm. And it was based on uh, 1 Corinthians 16, 13. And I do want you to share a story on that, but not yet. So let's talk about first what motivated you to write Woman Stand Firm, your book. You know, I've I've had um this passion for a long time about 
making sure that I know who I am in the Lord and what my identity is, because I've had like many women uh, and, and men too, but as far as women goes that I can relate to, um, like a lot of women, it's been on again, off again. Oh, I think I'm this, or I define myself as this with this role or this title or this thing that I have to do, or in this way that I serve. And I did that for so many years and it really put me on a roller coaster of, Mm -hmm. okay, well, when that thing was complete now, now who am I now? What am I? And it, it really hit home for me, probably about seven or eight years ago, because I was um, a, a, a daddy's girl and a caregiver for my dad, mm-hmm. um, um, along with others who who helped him. He had uh, brain cancer and he passed mm-hmm. away in 2015. Mm-hmm. Um, wonderful year of uh, last year of his life and just to witness his faith and his joy, even in the middle of all of that. But um as, as he passed away and then my son, we have a special needs adopted son and he um, became 18 and he had a lot of issues. And um, so we had to get him the best kind of care that we could. And so then he was out of the house and all of these things that in roles that I had defined myself as mm-hmm. um, they weren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I was left in this place of, okay, who, who am I? What am I really? What is my purpose? Because I had so wrapped myself up in those titles Mm -hmm. instead of in just who I am in the Lord. And I see so many people, you know, women who it's wonderful to be a mom. It's wonderful to be a wife and it can be, and it should be. It's wonderful to be a lawyer, a doctor, uh, an accountant, uh, whatever our roles and titles are, and to have um, degrees if we want degrees or different things. But when we wrap ourselves up in those and then something changes, as it always does, because this is life, um, and and maybe our spouse passes away or our children grow up and move out, um, or uh, we get divorced, um, something like that happens, then who are we? Because we are no longer a wife if we're divorced, we're no longer uh, a wife. We're now a widow if our past spouse passes away. So if we've wrapped our total identity into one of those titles, does that change who we are? It shouldn't. It just changes part of our title. So I think a lot of women feel lost. And this is where a lot of women then turn towards anything they can to try to figure out who they are instead of if we knew and we had a grounding space, if we had that foundation of knowing who we are in the Lord and who God says we are, then we wouldn't be searching and searching. And actually so many women fall in the trap of, um, and I've done it myself, filling ourselves up with other things, trying to feel fulfilled instead of fulfilled through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Girl, you're speaking my language. Um, In fact, I'm writing a book right now from now to next and helping coach the heart to really help people recognize what are the desires and the longings of their heart. And in order to do that, you've got to know who God is. And you've got to know yourself as his daughter. And we are human beings, not human doings, but we do the do's to try to figure out the be who we are. Mm -hmm. And it's, it is opera. It's, it's an inside out situation where when you know who you are, according to who he says you are and what he has deposited in you, You don't go looking for the other things to try to fill you. You go to him to find that source and fulfillment. And I, Mm -hmm. and I know you talk a lot about purpose and and I do too, but I tell women all the time, you'll never know your purpose without knowing the one who gave it to you. Exactly. 
Exactly. And, and it's interesting though, you say about, um, you know, what your, your, your next book, which sounds phenomenal. Um, because I also say in, in relation to that, I talk about this in the book as well. And when I go to speak to women, this is really important in, in, in knowing who you are and knowing whose you are. Um, it's important because it, the, the Bible tells us that we're to die to self. Basically, we're supposed to put our own um, wants and things that we need. You know, there's a difference between our heart's desire and our longing, what our spiritual purpose is and what our mind and our flesh want. And a lot of times we just fulfill the flesh. Well, right. if we don't know who we are, we can't die to self. Right. We have to know who we are. We have to know what those things are that are making us, uh, that we're made up of and that we want that are of the Lord and that aren't of the Lord in order to die to self. So we have to, to be able to identify that. And I think that's pretty much the the journey that I think that this book uh, takes women on through, through yeah. my experiences <laughs> and yeah. other people's um, yeah. that they've shared with me and uh, through, you know, biblical principles and, and sharing scripture and experiences with people. Yeah. And, and, and we could go off talking about what you just talked about. Like, I would like, okay, let's talk about that, but I'll go <laughs> back to you. You, you said something in the podcast that really struck me and I really want uh, our listeners to hear it because I found myself listening and nodding along as you were talking. I'm like, yep, been there. Yep, done that. Oh, yeah. I felt lost. I felt hopeless. Like, what's next? Is this all my life is? Am I just a mom? Am I just this, this, this? You talked about you were at a night where you were wondering, is this it? You felt lost. You felt hopeless. And you were contemplating taking pills to not wake up. Yeah. But you got a message from a friend. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that story? Because it's powerful and I get chills now just, just thinking about it. Yeah, I, I was at a place um, and it was after the point where I said, uh, shared with you earlier about when my dad had passed away and my son was out of the house and my husband and I were going through a lot of struggles. We had a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and my husband, who is, um, he's a retired firefighter paramedic. He had gone through a lot of PTSD and that mm-hmm. had affected our marriage on top mm-hmm. of the PTSD with um, our son who had had extreme, uh, emotional highs and lows and, and, um, you know, as, as much as I wanted him with me, I knew I couldn't take care of him anymore. Um, and that was extremely difficult. So I felt like a failure. I felt like, okay, mm-hmm. what's next. Um, and I don't know what's next because I had wrapped myself, my whole being up in, um, those roles that I had. Yeah. And so I was, I was, I was sitting there one night, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. And I am, I'm sad and I don't know, you know, do I even want to wake up tomorrow morning? Mm -hmm. And so as I did, a friend of mine had called me um, and it's someone that I had, I'd pretty much systematically pushed a lot of people away during this time period. I just didn't want them to see Mm -hmm. who I was and what I was going through, which is a big mistake that a lot of women make. They don't want that um, persona to drop. They, yeah, Mm -hmm. they don't want that picture of who, you know, we really are, which is, I've, I learned over the years is so important, not just for our walk to be transparent and authentic, but it's important for other women and to, so that you, in your, when you're in relationship with God, you hear the voice of God. And my friend, um, she was a missionary and she was back in the States and she, she, she called me and I didn't answer the phone because I didn't want to talk to anybody. And she left me a voicemail. And in that voicemail, she encouraged me. She said, I don't know what you're going through and I haven't heard, but God really put on my heart to reach out to you and just encourage you that you need to, to stand firm. And she shared that scripture with me from mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 16, 13, which is 
be on your guard and stand firm in the faith, be courageous and be strong. And she shared that with me. And she said, you know, you, you are stronger than you think you are and you lean on the Lord and he has a purpose for you. He's working in you right now. And she told me to, to pray what she had taught me years ago. She said, remember, uh, pray for God to reveal to to you, the hidden things and, and, in, re, in making that and ha- asking that prayer, you're asking God to just show you what you can't see in the moment where you don't have the strength or the mental energy or the the insight to to see at the moment and just let him wash over you with it. And that phone call mm-hmm. is what kept me from taking pills, what kept me from saying, I, I don't want to be awake in the morning. She reached out to me. She was obedient to what the Holy Spirit was leading her to do. And it made all the difference in the world in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, I share that, I share that in the, in it's the powerful. story, that story in there. And really that's the main scripture that, that this book woman stand firm is based on, but there are so many places in the Bible where we're t- told to stand firm mm-hmm. and to be grounded. Um, and, the the armor that God gives us helps us to stand firm and be create courageous and be brave. Uh, and, and it helps us, it can help us uh, in this battle because we're under a battle for our identity, which is what this book is about. And actually in towards the end of the book wrapped around this particular story, I talk about how this, we need a battle cry. This is our battle cry that we're supposed to stand firm because we are in a battle we have, you know, you know, this as so many women do, we have so many people telling us we should be this or this or this. And the world says, if we're not this and we don't do it well, or we don't look like this, or we don't act like this, then we're not good enough. Or, you know, we have to change ourselves and morph ourselves and, and do this and that to please other people when we don't, all we have to do is stand firm and, and learn to, to please the Lord. And he gives us armor against all of those lies of the enemy and lies that the world wants to tell us and things the world tells us to do to supposedly be better women. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what I say that it's the outside in that's trying to show you your identity where our identity is yes. inside out because we're a spirit, soul, body, and we've got to know our spirit is sealed with the Holy Spirit and what happened in salvation. So I don't want to get off on that, but it's so important. And we often uh, find that we look for tools, like we've got to put on these things. But what you're talking about really is we have to first stand firm in our identity. That is our major armor. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We have these other tools, but our foundation, as you said, has to be I am a child of the most high God and the most, you know, I'm the King's daughter and what he, and then we use his word and it's so powerful. So you, um, the idea of knowing who you are, is this something, how did that really shape your life then? Cause you talked about how you were struggling with where you were, what happened then after that, that conversation from the friend, I always say one word of God can change everything. Yeah. That word of God that brings light and understanding to the simple, right? How did that impact you? You know, I I had been speaking and writing before then, um, but it it renewed this passion in me because I realized once I went through that, I started actually talking to other women, and when I would do a speaking engagement, 
the way that I spoke and how I spoke was different. And I'd always gotten spoke speaking engagements and people asked me back, but there was something different and it was extremely Holy Spirit filled. Um, not just, oh, I'm, I'm timid and I'm going to, but I'm going to get up here and say what God wants me to say. It, it was completely changed how I spoke and how transparent I was, not just, I'm going to give you a little piece of this and I'm going to leave you a little piece of this. It's like, okay, I'm going to bear all, and this is who I am. And this is what I've been through. And it breaks down barriers unbelievably. I mean, I, I went from, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm speaking to 25 women um, to, okay, now I'm speaking to 500 women at a time and masses are coming forward to the altar, not because of me, but because I actually stepped back and allowed the Holy spirit to move through me and was transparent enough to let that happen and to let them see how through my mistakes and through who I thought I was and how I thought I had to identify myself, um, how they, they could identify with that. They could relate to that. And that's really what it's about. When we've come through something, we're supposed to reach back and bring, bring other people through that same kind of thing. And I think one of the key takeaways for me, uh, as I went around just trying to figure out, okay, well, if, if I did this or I did that, if I look this way, you know, maybe things would be better with my husband. If I lost weight, it was not a flesh condition because Satan tries to trick us and make us believe that the, that the answers for our spiritual condition are in the flesh. And they're not. That's why social media is such a successful tool of Satan. It has its blessings and there are some good things about it, but he can use it in a great way because he makes women believe if you look like this, you act like this, you talk like this, whether it's through fakery in Photoshopping and filters, or it's you going on extreme diets or you having this kind of money and finding this kind of man, whatever it is, he makes us think, well, the answers are in the flesh instead of in the spirit. Yeah. So true. So true. And I always go back to Genesis and Genesis chapter three. You've got patterns there that continue on because Genesis mm-hmm. means beginnings. And he's yes. always going to question God's word. And then he's going to want you to do something to prove who you are. Yeah. Jesus was always tempted to prove his identity. That was the number one thing he was always yeah. attacked by the enemy from was exactly. the identity. So we too are always going to be attacked. Who do you think you are? If you do this, then you'll be this. And what I'm hearing you say is you help women get confident so they can take that stand to say, this is who I am. I'm going to show up. I can be vulnerable and not have it all together, but yet have so much joy and peace because I know who I am and whose I am and why I'm here. Yes. And you know, it's, it is, it's about um, each individual woman, but it's also about how we relate to other women because there, there's a component to it that when we are putting ourselves in those boxes and judging ourselves and labeling ourselves, and we, when we say, oh, well, I am a mother, I am a doctor, I am financially successful. I am this, I'm this. And we identify with those things. We aren't just saying that about us. That's how we look at other women as well. And so when you have the woman who has been broken and hurt and she's divorced, um, or, or you have a woman who's been cheated on, or you have a woman who, who is an alcoholic and she's recovering or someone who's an addict, 
then you're saying, oh, she's an addict. Oh, she is divorced. Oh, she cheated on someone. You are wrapping their identity into one little title and phrase as well. And that's called judgment. And it's not um, loving and it's not kind and it's not seeing them for the fullness of who they are. So we don't just do it to ourselves. We do it to other people. Yeah. You're getting fired up. <laughs> I will tell you, it was interesting. I was on a podcast interview, um, interviewed by a man, um, it was is the jar, the jar podcast. And we were talking about this subject and he had the, the, the host, Ken had read the, read my book and read the back of the book. And he said, you had me from the back of the book. And I said, what do you mean? He said, on the back of the book, you say, um, women, um, often feel like they're too much or not enough. And I said, well, it's true. He said, he said, it got me. He said, because, do you know, as a man, he said, I'm guilty of thinking of women as if they're too much or not enough. And he said, it has to come out in how I treat women. He said, I look at a woman, I think she's a woman and she's got it all together and she's wow. And he's like, man, man, she's probably maybe a little too much. And then I look at someone who I think, oh, she's got a lot of potential. Why isn't she doing more? She's not enough. And he said, that really convicted me. Yeah. And I thought, wow, okay, I hadn't thought of it in that perspective yeah. before, but it's it's true. Yeah. yeah, so good. So good. And yeah, this message is definitely for women, but it's for men too. But um, women, I think, take on a lot of various roles more than the men do just from the family dynamic and, and different yes. thing. But you do speak at conferences and retreats. What's your uh, venue that you like to to speak at the most? Oh gosh. Um, what's your sweet spot? I should say. Um, I, I do. I like doing retreats, um, I, but you know, everybody does a retreat differently these days. So I just spoke at a retreat a few weeks ago and we had over 400 women there. Um, so it was, uh, which was surprising to me because I wasn't, didn't know we, people did retreats that size, but it was phenomenal. The women were great and it was a, a wonderful event. Um, really, I, I don't pick and choose necessarily. I just and try to stay open to wherever God leads me and I'll go wherever he leads me to speak. And it doesn't matter if, if it's 10 women or if it's, you know, 600 women, I just go. And I've learned that over the years, I've been doing this for over 20 years and I've realized I just go. And if, if one woman is reached, then I'm successful because I also don't know when I plant those seeds, what God's going to do with them later. Absolutely. And I just ask for his words to be my words. And for me to step back and let the Holy spirit uh, take over because he always, he, he has a mission for me. He has a purpose for me. He gives me the words and the, and the the point of what he wants me to deliver every time I speak, including when I speak about uh, standing firm. Um, but I really never know what's going to come out of my mouth. Sure. I totally <laughs> yeah. get it. It's being yeah. yielded to the Holy Spirit. That's the surrender. Mm -hmm. And yeah. But you can only do that when you know and trust God. You know his character. You know exactly. his nature. And you know who you are in him and partnering with his grace because it's his enablement and his power that has Amen. to work through you. So it takes our cooperation. Last but not least, you this this book here is the first in a new series. Can you tell me a little bit about the next book and what the series is about? Yeah. The series is called The Woman Inspired Series, which is the name of my podcast and also my website is womaninspired.com. And this is the first book. Um, and it's about our identity and battling um, the outside world for our identity. And the next book, which we'll release in 2024, just before Easter, uh, is called Woman Let Go, Release the Grip of Unforgiveness. 
And it's about what true forgiveness is and how we can tackle that forgiving others, forgiving self, and how we do that as women of God. So that's what the next one. And then the following one will be out um, December 2024, and it's called Woman Woman Fear Not, um, Embracing Proverbs 31.25. That's awesome. I'm yeah. excited. I, I I know the power of forgiveness because I was miraculously healed through forgiving myself, forgiving others, wow. and never even prayed for my body to get healed. But because we're spirit, soul, body, and all of that um, unforgiveness and bitterness was entrapped in my in my body. And as I forgave and released, my body was physically healed. So I can totally testify to. And it is a process. And we're taught all the time, or we're told all the time you need to forgive, you need to forgive, you need to forgive, but we're not Mm -hmm. taught, well, how do I actually do that from my heart and also not feel pressured to like do it right now on the spot because it's a journey and it looks different for every person. It does. It's a heart condition. (laughs) It is. And I think, you know, we, we get caught up in thinking that there is a certain uh, method we have to to do to forgive. There's a certain way the world tells us we must forgive and we must let go and we must never bring it up again. And we must. And and so I'm going to address some of those things in the book. And um, I'm working on that now because it's not it's a spiritual journey, not a flesh journey. Yes, totally. Totally. And, um, and I do have a free resource on forgiveness on walking someone through forgiveness with a prayer that you can do. So if you want to grab that, you can get that at lauriecasenider.com forward slash resources. And I'll put all of this in the show notes. How does someone connect with you, Karen, on social media? I know you said the website is womaninspired.org. How do they find you on social media, Facebook, I am on, yeah, I'm on, um, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. And if you go to the website and scroll to the bottom, all my social media links are there, or you can search for one woman inspired. That's the number one woman inspired. And, um, Instagram is my mainstay. Um, although I am on Facebook a little bit. So, um, there's also a way you can contact me just by going to my website and clicking the contact me and you can email me directly. Awesome. Well, I will have all of that in the show notes. I always have, or I ask my guests, would you pray for the listeners? Maybe there's someone right now that I guarantee you there's someone right now that's struggling saying, this is me. I'm tired of being labeled. I'm tired of identifying with who, what I do versus who I am. Would you just say a quick prayer for them? Absolutely. Father God, thank you. We just praise you for the opportunity to, to come before others and share what you've put on our hearts. Um, and just the ways that you have, that you've saved us, that you've forgiven us, that you give us an eternity that we would have never had, Lord. But you also give us hope every day, the day in and the day out. And there's some people who feel like they don't have hope, Lord. And so for those who are listening, who feel hopeless, who feel like they don't know who they are, they're identifying with the wrong things. They know something's not right, but they really can't pinpoint it. Father, I pray that you go to them and you reveal to them the hidden things, the things that they need to know that that you want them to know, not what the world says, but what you want them to know so that they can stand firm, so that they can learn to be courageous and be brave and so that they can battle against everything that tells them they should be this or that, that is completely out of your will and out of your purpose, Lord. I pray for, for their protection, for them to have wisdom and strength, that, that even though they feel weak, 
they they can identify that the strength is not of them, it's of you and that you strengthen them, Father. I thank you for that and for, for allowing us to walk the walk that you call us to walk and giving us the strength to do so and that we are able to share with others your love and your eternal grace. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Make sure you go to the um, Woman Inspired Podcast, check out Karen and all of her resources, and please share this episode with someone. Uh, We are under an identity crisis, and I know there are so many people that need to be equipped and encouraged to become who God created them to be. So until next time, you were created to thrive. God bless.